0: All right, welcome to uh, another episode of Ready Set Binge. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm joined by a special guest. Nick's not with us, but special guest, mutual friend of ours, man I've known for a long time. I like to call him the next Bill Gates, the one and only Ross Bozar. Ross, what's going on, man?
1: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you uh, very much for having me. Uh, hopefully, I'm not too much of a downgrade from uh, Nick, but we'll see how this
0: goes. No, nah, nah, no, no downgrade. Just think positive, Ross. Think positive. And plus, when you're talking about the show we're going to talk about, it's got to it can only bring but smiles to your face, you know?
1: Yeah, um, um, I'm trying to think if there is a show that I think is... Uh, a better one from that era of Nickelodeon. Um and I'm pretty hard pressed to to find one.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's something I'll definitely want to get into it with you later about because I think that's is, you know, the nineties when it comes especially cartoons, but definitely Nick cartoons. It's uh it's like Murder's Row, just so many great ones. But you know, for our audience we're talking about Hey Arnold and There's a lot. You know, when you think about the 90s, you think of Doug and Rugrats and Ren and Stempy and Rocco's, but it's, for me, I have to agree, Ross, it's hard to top Hey Arnold.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that when I was trying to think about this, it came a little later. I think that the early seasons of uh, SpongeBob would be the only thing uh, I would put up against it. And then at that point, you're talking about um, whether you value kind of a higher peak, which I would argue the first few seasons of SpongeBob might've had. Uh, but then it fell off pretty hard um, after the movie, or if you want kind of a, a um, longer run of very good to great episodes, which I think uh, Hey Arnold has, but uh, yeah, I think it's the best at at worst, the second best out of that kind of late nineties, early two thousands era.
0: No. And that's interesting. Cause I think you're right. I think early SpongeBob is uh is up there too that that is something i think it gets it's gotten so you know commercialized and with the movies and it's been on so long but yeah when spongebob came out too that was also that was pretty great stuff but i i have to say yeah hey arnold tops it so it's up there so like i guess i think you're right one or two for that 90 shows but i want to ask you because i've known you a long time even longer than i know nick go back i met you 17 years ago ross <laughs> <laughs> we're old.
1: Getting there. <laughs>
0: we're old. So I, I be honest, usually, you know, and the, our audience doesn't know, but you're, you're very, I it is, I mean, it's a compliment. You're very chill. You know, even when you're excited, you, you, you play it, you keep it close to the deck. But I remember this was years into our, you know, friendship. I got Hey Arnold on DVD and I, you know, got him. I told you guys and the excitement that you showed you were, you were hype and you were ready to start watching and binging right then and there. And I'd never seen, that's why I kind of suggested it. Cause I know you, you're a TV fan. You watch a lot of different shows, good variety. But when I think of you, I think of Hey Arnold. So I kind of wanted to ask, were you a fan from day one or did that kind of come later? Like when, when did that start for you?
1: I don't know if I was a, a fan from day one, but one thing I do remember um, is, you know, I would be over my dad's house and I'd be watching a block of, cause, so my dad had cable, my mom didn't have cable, so that would be the only time I would get to watch Nickelodeon. Right. So I would, you know, just watch it, whether I kind of liked the shows or not. And I have like very distinct memories of, like trudging through some of the shows that like I really kind of wasn't into. Cause I knew that like, Hey Arnold was on later. Like I remember like watching like a lot of like cat dog or something, which I didn't particularly like, but just like kind of with that uh, kind of prize at the end of whatever, you know, hour, two hour block uh, I was sitting through.
0: <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No, I, I say for me, it probably, It was early on. It was from the jump because I was later into the cable game as well. And it was like only by going over a friend's house would I see like Ren and Stempy or or Doug or or even Rugrats. So then when around the time of like 95, 96 is when my household got cable. And the two things it was, it was ESPN, Nickelodeon. That's what we were hype on. And I do remember starting off because I'll i be honest, it's the only time that I ever referenced the movie Harriet the Spy, but oh, it's that, that car- <laughs> I know, not one of Nickelodeon's Proud, you know, movies, but when you went to the theater or if you had it on VHS, Harriet, before you got to Harriet's the Spy, they kind of did the pilot of, hey, Arnold, and that's when, you know, Harold wants to beat him up, and Arnold does the, I'm crazy kind of dance. Yeah, <laughs> and And it just, I remember it being so different. And Honestly, it struck me because the commercials, even you know, after that hyping it up, was like he has a football head. So I was like, why does he have a football head? And then it was just like the show just looks really unique. It, it was a different vibe, and I think for me, honestly, that it's it's in its own place of just different that I still haven't seen for the cartoon since.
1: Yeah, I mean it it is different, and I think that the, the main thing. As far as the other Nickelodeon shows at the time was you know it had kind of zany stuff but it played it relatively straight which I don't remember yeah. other shows that were like super popular uh also kind of doing it like that the only thing that I can think of was um at times I think Rugrats played it a little straight or it was it kind of at least um sort of structurally similar where you had this like big ensemble cast and it's like somewhat grounded in reality and there's like fantastical stuff but um it's this, right. this big cast of characters where each episode might dive into like a side one but in terms of like the scope of like how many different characters there were and how it fleshed out each of them got um it, I, it was really different than anything i remember seeing around that time
0: Right and i think i look at it, a lot of times i feel like it can be like a not a rivalry but you compare a lot of people compare hey Arnold and Doug a lot of times. Yeah. And very, to me, kind of different, in my opinion. You know, Doug, you know, based in the suburbs, their kids were a little bit older. They were like that sixth grade. You know, Hey Arnold, they're in fourth grade. But I look at Doug, uh, for me at least, Ross, the character Doug, I back then, I related. I loved, because I was like, he's just like the everyman. He's like in the middle. And I'm like, that character I related to. But the Hey Arnold world was something that kind of blew dug away for me and that was just different you know as far as diversity and the city and just kind of like you know the mixed family and and just being able like their kids but they can just go out and like roam the city it was just very different in that way
1: yeah i mean i think that um it definitely the world of hey arnold was a little more interesting and i agree with you that doug is probably you know, on itself, like, more interesting as a character, you know, you could make the the kind of um, argument that Arnold kind of, you know, represents the viewer, and a lot of times he's sort of in the background, and it's not really about him, and he's kind of just, like, observing all this stuff. Um, And a lot of times, you know, the action isn't as focused on him. But, yeah, I think on the whole, um, yeah, the world of Hey Arnold! You know whatever city or amalgamation of cities it's based on. Um, it's just it's just a much more kind of colorful uh, place to set a lot of these episodes in.
0: Well, and it's funny because you you know I like to call you West Coast. You're out in the West Coast now. You're not you you know when you come to to you know Philadelphia area, you are a visitor. You know you're not not from here anymore, Ross. <laughs> Just want to make that clear, but it's uh, and you're not a temple guy, by the way. I want to say that too? Oh out. You're, you can. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Don't try to don't try to ride our way. <laughs> but Craig Bartlett, the creator of Hey Arnold, is from Seattle, and also kind of like spent time in Portland. And a lot of times that's where he was. To me, I thought when I growing up, I thought Hey Arnold, especially with the whole PS, yeah, you know, they were PS one eighteen, the whole PS system. I'm like, well, that's New York, and they say it's a little bit of like Brooklyn. I've I've heard, but a lot of what he says is like Seattle and Portland. And just wondering, since like you've, I know you've lived in the Washington area, you've visited Portland. You know, we saw you on TV doing the Sixer game and all that stuff. <laughs> so it's like, can you kind of? I've never been out to the West Coast, so like I've seen pictures, but does does that kind of like match up a little bit with what? Did you see? So it's
1: really interesting that you bring that up because like you, I also assumed up until now that it was kind of a fictionalized version of New York or certain boroughs of New York. And during my uh, cursory scan of the Wikipedia page, I also now realize <laughs> that uh, it is uh, based somewhat on Seattle among, among New York and other cities. But um, yeah, I'm anxious to, to go back and look and see Where that pops up, Um, just from uh, watching a few episodes recently, kind of the. um, uh, I I think Seattle, compared to a lot of East Coast cities, has a lot more, um, just because of the geography, has a lot more sort of natural greenery and sort of like has a a verdant quality with some of like the neighboring areas that kind of um, winds its way through the city. And I think you do see that a little bit. in the show where it's not as much, you know, just block after block, you know, there's kind of like parks and little um glades and, and things like that that are kind of winding through the city. And that, that definitely um, has a, has a Seattle feel to it.
0: Okay. No, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause I've never been out there and, you know, hopefully once COVID dies down, we mind going out to see some West coast. And that's kind of all I was shocked. Once I heard Craig Bartlett, you know, say that I was like, wow, it's a- I just kind of assumed that was New York, but it, it it's interesting to me with that and and I look at it also I'm trying to think you might be able to help me out with this outside of like fat Albert I'm trying to think what cartoon before then really showed you know it was kids in like a an urban environment and i I can't think of any.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going pre-Fat Albert, i am done, that's, that's kind of not a lot to choose from there in terms of that. So, yeah, that's, you, you might, you might be right with
0: that. So that's where I think it is like kind of just really cool that they went through that and, and did that kind of, uh, you know, evolution and kind of really show, cause it, I think, uh, you can say like, it's close to Charlie Brown and like mood and tempo. Hey Arnold, but, um, Charlie Brown, you just kind of – they were out in the baseball field or Charlie and Linus were on the wall or they were in a house. It was really simple and bare. And, you know, Hey Arnold, just all that, you know, the boarding house and all the scenery in the city was, was is quite different in that regard. So I always really thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a, a city that feels alive with, you know, people um... – like the inhabit the nearby stores or schools or, you know, are walking around, you know, there's actual people in the shops and uh, the mailman and, and, and people like that. It's, it's more than just kind of um, the, the home of where the the main protagonist lives and like their friends, like it's actually a, a kind of environment that you can, you actually feel that they're in.
0: Absolutely. Now I wanted to throw this out to you because when I was also, you know, Getting ready, you know, you have the next Bill Gates coming on the show. You got to make sure you (laughs) you, you dot your I's, cross your T's and all that stuff. But, you you know, I was listening to some interviews, you know, on like YouTube, people talking about the show. And someone said, you know, uh, Hang Arnold is about like disappointment. And I I heard that like yesterday and it kind of struck me. I was like, you know what? Like, and I was someone who I'm like, yeah, it's slice of life and it's real. But I was like, that is kind of true. Like, it is really, like, about dealing with disappointment.
1: I I think I probably wouldn't use um, as strong uh, of words as that. Um, But maybe dealing with adversity might be a little better um, descriptor of that. Like, there there are definitely um, kind of negative things that happen. But on the whole, like, Arnold or whoever else usually – Comes out on the end of it uh, pretty well, or having learned something, even if they might not have gotten exactly the thing that they wanted out of the situation.
0: Yeah, but I and I and I I hear you, but I do. For me, I I think I look at it like this, right? Like I'm talking just the show here, not the 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 movie that came out three years ago. But you know, you look at Helga and her family in that situation. Um, Arnold having to deal with, you know, his parents not being around and, you know, and and his grandparents and everyone, the the rest of the borders were a family for him. But those kind of battles, you know, I like even like, to me, what I thought about getting ready for this was the whole Arnold and Ruth situation. Yeah. And, you know, how he loved Ruth. And then when he finally, like, went out with her, she she was just kind of too shallow for him. And it was like, he had fantasized and then it was like, want, want just wasn't his, and just so many things like that. I don't know, even with pigeon man and, and, or even like how stoop kid or chocolate boy or all these different things. It was like dealing with that disappointment in a way.
1: I, I think the, the, the good thing about it is a lot of, this is probably more of a, a critique of, I don't know, the live action shows around that time, but um, we all have seen sort of the very special episodes uh, of these shows that might come off a little ham-fisted or don't really seem genuine. Um, But you're right in that Hey Arnold was able to pull out, um, or, or I should say pull off kind of some of these more negative or gray aspects of life without it sort of feeling like a quote unquote very special episode which I think is very hard to do in a uh, show aimed at, you know, kids and young adults.
0: Let me ask you, is there one that sticks out for you of those, quote-unquote, I'll use your term, very special episodes that you're like, yeah, that kind of, that kind of, you remember, it stuck with you?
1: Um, I think most people would probably, I, I don't remember, exactly what episode but um, I think it was the the Christmas episode with mr. Wynn people would uh, most people would r- remember that um, there I think there are at least one or two episodes with Helga kind of talking about her family and like seeing a day in the life of her and how she doesn't have the greatest family environment um, yeah I, I, I think that As far as the... What I would compare it to is... Um, like I, I keep going back to to the Rugrats one. But Rugrats kind of dealt with that in like the movie with like Chucky's mom dying and things like that. Um, but I don't think they touched on it as much in the show. Um, but I think that, yeah, some of the, the Helga episodes, uh, you know, they kind of... I think throughout the show, they kind of flirted and skirted around the idea of, of her mom being an alcoholic, um, which is pretty... Um I don't know, that's a fairly aggressive thing to uh, go into, even if it was just kind of um, allusions to it. But, yeah, for the, the age of the people watching it, being able to kind of navigate that in a very fluid and kind of tasteful way uh, is is pretty impressive.
0: Well, you know, I I, was, I don't know if I told you this, but you were the one. There's two things that you pointed out to me that I did not know. Like way after you know, Se- I mean, not what's saying Seinfeld talking. I'm so used to arguing with Nick that uh, after Hey Arnold got off the air, is that uh, I didn't know that Helga's mom was an alcoholic. You pointed that out for me, and I did not know that Arnold's last name was Shortman until you said it.
1: I mean, I I think both of these things. I certainly did not pick up at the time, and only picked up after right, I right. watched it later. But I mean, that's. That's uh that that's kind of what you want, right? You want to be able to have a show that, like kids at different levels of ages. Like you might pick up this thing or that thing, um, but yeah, it, I'm sure, and I'm sure now. If I go back and, and watch more episodes. It'll be even stuff that I didn't pick up when I was, you know, sixteen, seventeen, something like that.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. It's you know, I think about now. You know, the class, a classic episode. I think there's a few. I like Mr. Win with his daughter in Vietnam, like that, that's for sure. But I think there's a couple like Stoop Kid and Pigeon Man. I think those names are like really infamous. And what I didn't, I just remember thinking back as a kid, you know, it was a deep sewed with, you know, what happened with Pigeon Man and, you know, him and Arnold are bonding. And then Harold and Stinky and Joey wreck, you know, Pigeon Man's, you know, his hut for his pigeons and then he you know gives a nice speech where he said you know there are people i can trust thank you arnold and then he you know the pigeons take him and he flies off and then for so many years people thought that that was a like symbol that he like committed suicide like did you think that
1: uh certainly not at the time i think yeah that that i would i would uh i would be interested to know what the what the actual answer to that is cuz i think that like I said, I, it, the show was pretty uh, grounded in reality most of the time. And it did not do things like that um, sort of like magical realism too often. Uh, so yeah, I, I'd be really interested to know um, if that's actually the intention.
0: Craig Bartlett said no. Craig Bartlett, he was, said he was floored because that was not the intention. But it... it when I, I heard that because it went on for years, you know, the internet, you know, these myths can grow. Yeah, I was like, maybe it, it is. But hearing Craig Bartlett a few years ago do a, a podcast, he said that wasn't the case. So, so I, I think, you know, but it's 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 awesome to me that it kind of, and I think that's why I think it's, I see what you're saying where disappointment could be strong, but I think like with bird, like with pigeon man or like Arnold's trying to help him, but then he can't fix it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. so I, like, and I, that's why, like, as a lesson, like, you know, like you can't control other people. People are still, there's good people, and he showed that lesson, but there's still people who will hurt you. Or with Stoop Kid, you know, trying to get Stoop Kid to, you know, face that fear and leave the stoop. And I remember, like his face is kind of funny, where he's like, "Was you learning things?" Like, yeah, now I can harass people from my stoop and off my stoop. <laughs> just kind of being like disappointed. It, it always just kind of cracked me up, though. Like those, those things of like, you know, it's, it's great to help, but you can't you can't fix people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that there there are certainly a lot of episodes that kind of end in Pyrrhic victories. Um, yeah, it's it's it yeah, it generally ends on a positive though. It's a lot of times it's not quite as neatly wrapped up as you'd want it to be. But um yeah, that's what makes it uh a little different, uh, a little different show.
0: No, and uh, absolutely. Now you're a big music guy, you know. And it was cool. Like when I think of, Hey Arnold, I do kind of just think of like, there's a cartoon that defines the nineties. It's, it's this and even the music, like from the theme song to like the, the acid jazz throughout really, I think kind of like hit on the time for me, you know, it just kind of really represents like that nineties where like different genres were kind of like getting mashed up together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I, I, can, I really can't think of a, another show around that era where the, the soundtrack is actually like a selling point of like something that you were like going to watch that show to see because it's good and it's like present throughout the whole show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it just, it just makes, you know, in in this background of the city, it kind of just makes the city feel alive and have, have a lot of energy. Um, and, and really can, can set the tone for a lot of these episodes. But yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I don't think there, there is quite anything like it. I think, you know, the, SpongeBob had a few good uh, – mu- I would say Sp- SpongeBob had some good musical numbers and, like, musical moments, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, a a, a constant uh, bar of, like, a quality soundtrack that is, like, the background to every episode.
0: Right, right. And you know I, who, like, was a big influence on the music at the time? Like, the artist, which I, I – it's weird. I swear those things – I'll see how you feel. I didn't know, but once I heard, I was like, I should have got it. But like Beck, Beck was like a big influence on like where like the music went, like for Hey Arnold. And I'm like, yeah, it, it fits, but I didn't think about it. Yeah,
1: I don't know. That's kind of uh, I'd be interested to know um, more of like the musical um, influences behind all of it. Cause, yeah, it. it's very I don't know jazzy, but it has has a lot of other elements as well. Um yeah, I wonder if that I'm sure the be on like Spotify or something the, the the actual soundtrack I'd be interested in checking that out,
0: yeah, yeah, good old Jim Lang, good old Jim Lang, so I hey. kind of want to see and ask you when you think about the characters, which characters for you, just a personal Ross question, who were the characters that jumped out for you, that you like resonated with?
1: I mean, so there's probably a, a different set of characters, right? There's characters that I resonated with then and then the characters I resonate with now.
0: Um, Give me both.
1: So it's probably easier to, to, to do now first. Probably now um, I resonate with, as you imagine, more of like the older characters, like definitely the grandpa, um, sort of a lot of his back-in-my-day kind of boomer takes. Um, oh jeez. <laughs> you know what? What is what is wrong with the youth today? Kind of things, maybe not to that extreme, but sort of just a general feeling of, ex- no, of, ex- no, of exasperation. That's... And you
0: know, it sounds like you. Yeah, everything's yeah, broken. Like I got to fix
1: this. I got to do all this.
0: Um, yeah, it sounds like you.
1: That that definitely resonates now. Um, at the, I'm trying to think. At the time, um, probably I, I would almost say Arnold the most because. I think he was in uh, kind of the background of a lot of situations and I felt like maybe at the time I was in the background of a lot of situations. Um, yeah, that, that's that's probably who I would pick for, I don't know, being, I don't know, 9, 10 years old or, or however old I was when I was watching it when it came on.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I hear you. I feel... I feel like back then it was totally Gerald. Gerald was my guy. I still love Gerald's character, you know. Now, but I felt like Gerald. I was I was that, you know. I felt like I was the wise, the wise best friend, and being like, "Hey man, I wouldn't do that," you know, or "Fuzzy slippers never lies," and like, you know, <laughs> and bringing that wisdom, you know. But as I get older, I kind of feel I feel the Arnold. I feel like the the ups and downs with Arnold more of, uh, you know, kind of figuring out, you know, you. you the people who you call family it's a mix of you know it's not just totally nuclear uh it's friends it is biological it's both um you know wanting to help out others wanting to be like the every guy to want to help but also learning that, that those lessons of you can't fix other people and you can be there and help but ultimately you're not a fixer you know and having to realize that so i I kind of feel more with Arnold now, you know, and I see that, uh, you know, absolutely. So I, it's, it's interesting with that. Um, I, I, you know, who I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to say Sid.
1: I, I don't, I don't know if I know Sid well enough to to resonate with him. You know, <laughs> I could, I I, 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 I could see a, a little, a little bit of that, a little bit of that for sure.
0: No, I hear you. I hear you. I, I always remember that was one of the characters we would talk. I because Sid, Sid doesn't have like a lot of episodes where he's the guy, but his his stick out for you know not being like one. Of, I would call him a supporting character, but it, it, Sid could really stripe it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's definitely sort of like an anxious quality that I kind of resonate with a little bit these days. Uh, so I could I could definitely see see. Uh... So said for sure.
0: No, absolutely. Absolutely. So, now, growing up for you, was this your show growing up, number one, or did it become that?
1: Um, I would probably say, uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, kind of trying to think of, like, between sort of mid 90s to like late 90s, going to into 2000s, it was probably, I'll I probably say SpongeBob was probably number one at the time. Um, and then I probably appreciated Hey Arnold more later. Um, but it was always like something that I would make time to watch or um, like nose on uh, for sure. Those two. And then I think Rugrats a little bit uh, earlier. Um, which I always, I don't know, the, the kind of absurdity of that show I always enjoyed because it was a very weird show. Um, it, yeah. yeah those, those are probably the big three, I, I'd say if I had to, to pick three from that era. Uh, that that probably spans almost a decade, but uh, those would probably be my, my big three uh, growing up.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. If you're going to go, because Doug earlier in the decade was it in Rugrats, but then uh, you go late 90s, it's, you know, her hair on 96. For me, I'm like, hey, Arnold, SpongeBob. And uh, I I got to be honest, I love some Rocket Power. I was a Rocket Power guy. I,
1: I, I did like Rocket Power. I feel like I would really, I haven't seen it in a while. I feel like that show does not hold up very well, possibly.
0: Um, Why? Why do you say that? I,
1: it's, I, it's very. Um, I don't know, as someone who was and continues to be into quote unquote extreme sports, um, it was a little kind of cheesy at the time. It's probably even more so now. Uh, that whole show is steeped in sort of this kind of like letter X extreme kind of vibe that has not aged particularly well, but you know, we're almost at the point where that has like come back around to being like nostalgic. Uh, so I don't know, um, but I definitely—I um, mean, I certainly don't think the the quality of that show reached the the heights of um, the other shows uh, that I was talking about. Ross. I certainly watched a shit ton of it, but I don't know that cynical Ross. Yeah, cynical I mean, Ross. it was okay. I mean, I didn't particularly like so. So the one thing is, I didn't particularly like the like the main protagonist. I was not a fan of him, and I think he was kind of. Um written to be kind of cocky and arrogant and kind of annoying, yeah. but which is fine, because then he's like a foil to these other people, but then that's gonna make me not want to watch the show a lot of the time if like the stories about him, basically. No,
0: I, I I hear you. Otto Otto was probably out of the four main ones, Otto was my least favorite. Uh I liked his sister Reggie, I like Twister and, and and Squid. Sam, though Twister and and Sam are the the two best characters, but oh, agreed. And you know 100%. Tito, but I, I I still I I think Rocket Power doesn't get enough because it kind of was like the end of that era. I feel like Rocket Power is the last show of like people our age like 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 once like Rocket Power, like after that, you kind of like that was it. Like that was that was, was kind of that. it. Yeah, you know that's where I kind of always bookmark it. It's like. You go from '91 when you dug and Rugrats and Ren and Stimpy, and then you go to like once Rocket Power dropped, because then like after that it kind of was like, uh, you know, we're going out and doing things more, so it's different. But I, I, I like Rocket Power. Were you a Wild Thornberries guy?
1: So that that I was strictly anti Wild. That was the one show that would get me to change the channel.
0: Wild Thornberry. What, man? Jeez, Wild
1: Thornberry. I, liked- I hated that show.
0: <laughs> like some Thornberries, man.
1: I would. I, I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people on it, Tim Curry, all, you know, all this stuff. I just, I could not do it. I did not like the setting. I did not like the main character. I did not like anything about it. That might change yeah. if I went back and watched it today, but I hated that show.
0: So what's what's one was there a show that was a sleeper like for Nickelodeon you didn't tell people that you liked
1: I I probably it? told people that I liked it I wasn't like ashamed of it but it is kind of a sleeper and this is one of the shows that I would like see a lot like waiting for other shows to come on so I just kind of saw a lot of it because I would just like watch for however of amount of time. And I don't know why, but like I have a little bit of an appreciation for it now. But I, I have seen probably way too many episodes of Angry Beavers uh, yeah. that I would care to admit. I don't know, just something about it. I don't know the the, the animation style or the humor, but I always thought it was kind of like a B plus show that like no one cared about at all. But is like kind of okay.
0: Yeah, I felt like I, I should look up. It felt like it went on. It felt like it had a good run, like it wasn't like really quick. But I feel like you're right in describing it as like it wasn't one of like the staples of Nickelodeon at the time, and and even now I feel like people will name and I like this show, but they'll name like Ah Real Monsters before Angry Beavers or like Cat Dog, and I'm like I I liked Angry Angry Beavers was kind I don't know it had like that odd couple kind of feel to it or something but like cartoon wise
1: yeah it kind of had the odd couple kind of have like sort of uh a, a, like a madcap energy to it and i don't know if that i don't even know if it was on for a while or like they made two episodes and then just like showed those two and it was syndication forever like because it was cheap to show i have no idea <laughs> but yeah it was it was it felt like it was on for a kind of long amount of time and like I don't know who that show was for. Like who's like checking for angry beavers? I don't know. Maybe maybe if I like went back, I've I, like, I not watched that show. Now that show I've not seen in over twenty years.
0: Um, I I think I think if there's two that's been a while, it's probably be Angry Beavers and like Avril. I, mean, I think even a real Monsters I've seen within the past decade. It came on Teen Nick at one point. I feel like Angry Beavers it has been the longest.
1: Yeah, Avril Monsters people definitely have. Uh, a reference for for sure that has much more of like a cult kind of following i didn't really like it at the time i was kind of like grossed out by all like the weird stuff as a kid and wasn't really comfortable with that and so i didn't really like want to watch that shit um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know it's i definitely see that brought up way more than angry beavers uh for sure
0: yeah do you think uh do you think Hey Arnold got pumped the way some other shows did, or do you think it kind of got put in the background a little bit?
1: I mean, I think it. I think it got it to do. I mean, I think you know, kind of what like one, one and a half, two movies. Um, I think that, like, I don't, I don't think it slept on at all. Um,
0: no, not now. I meant back then, back, back in its then, run.
1: You're saying like. Yeah, I, yeah, well, that that could, that could be true. Like, I don't know if it was like appreciated as much for being as good as it was at the time. That you could probably make the case for that.
0: Yeah, I think now you're absolutely like it. It gets its its due rightfully. But I feel like looking at like I know Rugrats was extremely popular, but like when Rugrats got put, like you saw Rugrats close everywhere. You saw. But the movie, like, the advertising for the movie, it was, like, every all the toys and pumping it. I remember, like, hey, Arnold's movie was kind of, like, thrown out there. Just, like, hey, Arnold has a movie. I remember, like, going to the theater. No advertising. It was just, like, in that. You know, you've been in the Chamonix Theater. It was, yeah. like, one of those corner theaters just, like, in the side. Those small, where they play, like, indie movies. It was, like, hey, Arnold, the movie. And it's, like, oh, okay. It was, like, got I feel like I got, like, no love. Like, no, it just wasn't talked
1: about a lot. I mean, I think part of that is because it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a harder sell probably from a marketing perspective because it's not a flashy show. Like, to to make the movie, they'd like go to the jungle or some shit, right? Rugrats had way weirder shit and, you know, had, you know, Reptar and they're in Paris and I don't know whatever the fuck they were doing. Um, (laughs) And in general, that was like a, like kind of wild show. It had a lot of like weird, weird stuff in it. Um, so, yeah, I could see how just, like, having a good show about a kid in a neighborhood um, is a little tough. And even, like, something like Doug, which is, like, kind of the same, um, like, amount of realism, that had a lot more kind of fantasy and dream sequences with, like, Quail Man and all of this sort of stuff that um, is sort of, like, flashy, and you can uh, market to that a little bit. Um, but since Harold didn't have as much of that, like just having a good show with good music and like well-written ensemble cast, uh, at least probably for kids is much harder to, uh, get them to buy toys and clothes and see movies and things like that.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Let me, so let me ask you, when you look at Hey Arnold, we, we had to talk about, you know, sunset arms, the boarding house. And there's a lot of borders. I don't know. Let me know if you need help remembering. But is who when you think of the boarding house, like who who sticks out to you as like entertaining, interesting, fast, whatever the case. But like all the people Arnold live with outside of his grandparents, who like sticks out to you?
1: I mean, probably for me, it's got to be Oscar, just from the amount of like quotes and there's a few episodes around him and says a lot of dumb, funny shit. Um Oscar and I don't know how long he was on the show and I I remember there being some like mystery guy that
0: never Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith Mr.
1: Smith, yeah I always thought that was kind of funny that there's just like a mystery dude left in
0: there. They follow him around, Arnold and Gerald. Oh man. I thought I really did think uh Oscar has some, because he he is, like, living off his wife. But he had, like, his weird bond with Arnold. And, like, the episodes they had, like, it's kind of like, if you look at it, they're, like, in reality, they're, like, it's, like, messed up and sad. Like, his marriage is, like, failing. He's just a cheapskate. He's using his wife. But, I mean, him being a a paper boy is hilarious.
1: Him getting lost.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Arnold teaching him how to read. And then... And and honestly, it's like kind of messed up, but funny how like Ernie, you know, and Mr. Witten, they all can't stand him. And then like Oscar's loss, you know, Arnold, Arnold gave him a like really a really good test too. Honestly, looking back at it, like like when I look back, like this fourth grader, like <laughs> having him go throughout the city to like, I'm like, that's a good test to kind of see like can you read or can you like you know navigate. I'm I i do not know. It was, it was kind of interesting looking back on it, but when Ernie does the impression. You know he can't do it. He's gonna call help. I'm lost and scared. I'm cold and hungry. <laughs> I start dying every time. <laughs> like it's messed up when it cracks me up.
1: Yeah, I, I just I think that I don't know as far as like the the um like the relationship with his wife. Like I, I I'm totally not referencing anyone we know, but I think a lot of people kind of know someone like that maybe. And that's why it's yeah. funny because that's a very like real situation that happens um, and kind of like a, a real paradigm. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, I, I, I always like, and I kind of really appreciate it. Um, they all had, and I like that, you know, with his parents being gone they all kind of had that it was it was a family and it really was and, and at least for Arnold I think I felt like he had his grandparents and he had a bunch of uncles yeah. you know in the house like Mr. Wynn and and Ernie and Oscar even you know Oscar's the crazy uncle but like you know he had a, and I thought that was really cool to see too um, yeah
1: we we all we all have an uncle who kind of means well and is like you know a good guy but they're just kind of they make some poor decisions sometimes, are kind of like, don't know what's going on.
0: Right, right, right. But you love them. You
1: you, do, you, them. you, ha- you have
0: to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you kinda, you're right. You have to. You have to. You, and you, as you get older, you see, like, oh, they mean well, but, you know. You know what I also wanted to talk to you about was a guy who has kind of, like, grown on me, and also how, like, progressive it was, but you remember the the they had a, the original teacher for fourth grade, It miss Slovak, she was there in the early episodes, and then she quits. Then they bring on good old Mister Simmons.
1: I, th- I think that that is another person I identify with more as I get older.
0: He's yeah. just like
1: trying to like you know do the right thing and like <laughs> instill some values and like be a good teacher. Um, and then when you're, you watch the show and you're little you know, like, ah, he's kind of a lame, he's kind of a pushover, he's sort of this comic foil, but then, you know, you get older, you're like, you know, he's he's trying, he's doing his best, you know, he's trying. Yeah.
0: yeah. Public school and, teacher, and he's, you know. Exactly, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm teaching now, you know, he's kind of like that, and just, you know, uh, he's trying to bring these, like, progressive, which is not bad, like progressive ways of, like, you know, discipline and, and educating to, like, you know, like you said, at a the public school, and it's kind of like fish out of water a little bit. But it's uh, he's a character, and I definitely like you know Arnold's Thanksgiving, where he does the play of the you know the, the perfect family, and then Arnold's having a bad Thanksgiving. Helga and they're walking the streets together, and going to Mister Simmons' house and seeing how his family is. It's really nasty and not good, and he makes that play because he has he keeps having hope for him.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's the like, yeah him being a, a, a sympathetic character would have been like completely lost on me being you know a, a young teenager ten or whatever uh, it was.
0: No, it kind of it kind of came as I got older and you rewatched these episodes. You kind of, Mr. Simmons is someone definitely have an appreciation for. Um, let me ask you this.
1: Do, do you think grandma <laughs> hey, well, well but, but one thing about Mr. like they did not like one thing that, to the to the show's credit is like he was they made him look lame from a sort of kids kids point of view like they they did not make him like a fool or like someone no, like no. like like an out like a, a someone who'd never seen the show before it was like oh clearly this guy is like an idiot like he does lame stuff but that like that's like lame to kids which I think is, um, I think that, that that's kind of a, a hard, uh, a hard um, thing to balance. Um, like, he was not like stupid. Like, they did not make him dumb or like foolish in any way, really, for the most part, I'd say. Um, it's just kind of like they made him look lame. Like, if you're watching a kid and you like see him through that lens, like, you're going to think that. Um, yeah, but I always thought that was kind of interesting.
0: No, absolutely. Um, he's not. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think it's cool like he's he's an early uh, an early gay character in a cartoon, especially a Nick cartoon. I mean, yeah, I certainly never
1: would have picked that up till, till later.
0: No, no, that's why it's, I, I don't know. It's fun looking back on some of these shows, you know, and I'll, I'll probably maybe I'll post it on our Twitter page. Someone sent me a, a uh, an article about when it comes to rugrats, um, about how progressive they were with like gender types. Yeah, you see that article?
1: I, I haven't seen that article, but like, yeah, that's that's another thing where like I did not, you know, being nine,
0: yeah,
1: I did not get right. that at all. But yeah, you know, it's both. Um, uh, I guess both sets of parents have kind of different um, at the time sort of gender roles, and that that's uh, pretty interesting. Um, look yeah, at.
0: yeah, I, you know, you look at with Dee Dee and Stu, how she was like really more, she would get in there and kind of more the 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 home the, the breadwinner, and same with Angelica's parents, and then how different it was with Phil and Lil's parents, you know, and Betty was the world like tough workout one, and Howard was, you know, a little more docile, and same with like you know Chucky's dad. So I kind of got that, you know, that so like, it is cool to kind of see these messages you're getting through cartoons that you, you just thought it was just funny and just enjoyed it as a kid. And then like, Oh, it was, it was teaching me something here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd be interesting to know if anyone, anyone worked on, uh, both of those shows.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I guess we'd be remiss if we don't talk about, you know, really someone you can kind of say with people that I, you know, reading Kind of stole the show from Arnold and, and Miss Helga G. Pataki. I, I think that I,
1: I I think that when I was younger, I did not super like the um, episodes that kind of went into her uh, backstory. Were like focused on her because I felt like it was a detraction from like the main show. Um, but I think I have more of an appreciation for those now because I think um, she's probably a. Uh, I mean she's definitely a much more interesting character than Arnold, just kind of as a whole. Um, so kind of this sort of uh character analysis um, in some of these episodes. Um, I think I enjoy a lot more now watching it.
0: I think so. I think for me growing up, she was annoying and 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 like you said, not too much the episodes where she would do something, and she's like on the side of it. But when it was focused on her, I, I did feel uh, annoyed. But I, I'll say this, I feel like later on, I grew... Even like if I look at, like, this early Arnold episodes and later Arnold episodes, like, when she's with, like, the child psychiatrist, I thought that was a yeah. really, like, awesome episode and kind of giving you the window of, like, why she, you know, is in love with Arnold and, and you know, really breaking it down and and, you know, that he was the only person to show her kindness from at you know at the age of like preschool. So it's like uh I, I agree. She but it's weird. I can say for me, even back then, I wasn't a fan of her, but I saw her importance too. I was like, I, I kinda get it, you know.
1: I mean, I, I think part of it is, you know, probably when that came when that show came out. We probably were not at the age where we have the experience of sort of, you know, foolishly being obsessed with someone. And then now having that perspective can go back and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I know how that is. Or like, you know, I've I've been there before. And that just makes it so much funnier because rather than being like this annoying thing, it's something that you can like go back and like look at your life when you were kind of being silly like that, kind of laugh at it.
0: No, Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think that's true, and I think it's um, – it, it is a good win- – you're right, Be, being at that age where you're not quite there, but uh, it shows that infatuation. It also shows a window into – because when you see Arnold, there's a – you. he's not Doug funny, but there's a little bit where he's just – he's – I think he's, he's like an average dude, but he's like more confident than Doug. I would say yeah about it he's more content with it than Doug is but I think Helga also you see through her eyes that what Arnold represents he you know what's right about their their class what's right about like really their neighborhood he he's good he represents the good and you you really see that in through her eyes really well
1: yeah it just it just gives you kind of like a alternate lens um, through which to view the show and like I said, that's another thing that like you know a show like Doug did not have that I can think of where there's kind of these it's almost like there's a, a second protagonist with, with how much or uh, how often she's featured um, both on episodes that are about her and even episodes that aren't about her you, you know it'll break away and kind of show things from her point of view um, which, uh, which uh, is kind of it, it's Funny and sometimes it's a kind of annoying and might detract from the episode a little bit, but um, there's definitely a lot of, of good stuff uh, there uh, throughout the series.
0: Well, a real random question for you, but want to see what you think in our lifetime are uh, for that you can remember are, are Arnold and Gerald one of the first bromances that you remember?
1: First bromances, um. <laughs> probably uh, I'm trying to think of other I mean I guess if, if Doug came first Doug and Skeeter was a very similar bromance I think Doug probably came first
0: Doug came out first but it's weird do you think I, I guess I don't see them as much of a bromance as Arnold and Gerald
1: yeah I mean I think that that, that the um. yeah I think the Arnold and Gerald is definitely it feels like a deeper sort of bond uh, and less surface level, um, whereas Doug and Skeeter more seem like kind of buddies who get into hijinks, whereas Arnold yeah. and Gerald might have kind of been through the ringer a little bit uh, with some of these episodes.
0: Yeah, I think for me, honestly, when you look at like, I, I I have to say like you you made a good point about SpongeBob. I think Doug could could have what hurts Doug with compared to Hey Arnold. Is Doug leaving Nickelodeon and going to to ABC slash Disney, and then having that awful run? And I think I'm like, that's where like it, man. It hurts. It hurts. It because Nickelodeon Doug was great. ABC one Saturday morning, Doug was is rough.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. A lot of a lot of these long running cartoons, they kind of they fall off a cliff, kind of after their initial popularity and then they seem to be just cranking them out. I think that might happen more with new newer shows, but uh, yeah, that that is the one knock against you know some of these all time shows like Doug and and SpongeBob, um, where the back catalog is not great if you look at look in terms of like uh, like newer episodes. I mean, it's the, same, it's the same problem with like The Simpsons, right? Like a lot of the good, the best episodes are the first few seasons. Um, yeah. I- with hey Arnold, probably. If I like went and tabulated it. I'd probably like the early seasons more, but I don't think that the later seasons like fell off a cliff or
0: anything. No, no, I, I agree. I think more of the classic episodes are early to middle, but the later years are have some really, really good, heartfelt episodes too. Um, I and that's that's when I'll give it credit for. Um, do you think Hey Arnold, if it came out like now? Would it be more popular, or less popular, or, or like the same as when it was on back in the nineties?
1: Um, I, I think that um, I think it would be less popular. I think just with like the way and I'm not a uh, connoisseur of the current cartoons that are on right now, but I have seen some. Um, I think things within like the last ten years or so kind of skew a lot more. Um, kind of like absurdist and sort of shock humor and things like that. Yeah. Um, which is very, very tonally different than uh, I mean, Hey Arnold would be kind of like seen as like a snooze fest cartoon in this era. Um, I'm not saying that cartoons this era are any worse. I'm just saying it's it's kind of a different style. Um, so I, I don't think it would be nearly as um, nearly as popular, but 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 I do not know. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, no, I was just wondering because I, I think you're, I agree with that. I feel like we had a run in like throughout the '90s had a mix of like absurd, but also like kind of realer shows, and even like early 2000s. And I feel like yes, time's gone on, and I feel like, um, like adult cartoons have gotten like I don't know, I don't know adult cart, but you know what I mean, like prime time cartoons have gotten more realer. But then, like kids' yeah. cartoons have gotten more goofier, and I, I wonder—I don't—I don't know why that is. I mean,
1: I—I I, I think part of that is you know, back in the day, you know, if there's a cartoon on, you can turn it off, but there's you know, two or three other channels you can go to, and that's kind of it. So you kind of have to watch the episode and let plot lines develop and let things kind of sit in. Whereas now, you know, with internet, iPads, YouTube, whatever, you can very quickly duck out. So if you're not Immediately grabbed, or your attention is not immediately held. Um, it's very easy for, you know, quote unquote, kids these days to switch <laughs> to something else.
0: You know, no, absolutely. I, I you know, I, and I think as you know, disappointing. First, of all, I'm a big fan of animation. Uh, disappointing as that is, I think it, it's also it gives it makes that that era of the nineties and, you know, like, Hey Arnold, it still makes it unique. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like it, it hasn't kept going in some fashion. And I think that's why people really pine and love that era of cartoons, you know, because so different.
1: And, and I mean, like you said, you can see that now in, you know, cartoons that are quote unquote made for adults. Like, what, whether you're talking about Bojack Horseman or whatever else, um, you could make the argument that those are made for people that grew up in, our generation and um, maybe like cartoons that are a little more kind of like narratively based and have like a bit of more of like plot structure and things like that. Yeah. Um, Good point. uh, And yeah, you you definitely see more of those um, now um, rather than, you know, kind of like primetime things like Family Guy or (laughs) Simpsons or or whatever, sort of these narrative cartoons. Um, There's definitely a few more nowadays that are um, aimed at People from our age, or you know, Gen X, or, or or whoever.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, is there a a favorite episode for Ross Bozar, or, or oh, you could even name a couple. If there's a couple like hair-on episodes that like for you personally are like your favorite.
1: So, I was I was kind of trying to refresh my memory. of This I was looking on the like IMDb highest rated episodes for me probably without going back and watching them and. Like reevaluating if I really like this episode. Right, right. Heat, Heat has got to be number one. I know you know I was going to say that because we, we joke I, about I, it all the time. Yeah. Um, that's got to be number one. I, I watched it recently and it does hold up. Um, the other episode that I really liked, uh, which actually does not have a very high IMDb rating, because I believe that the second half of the episode, you know, they're kind of like broken up into two stories. Yeah. I, I think the second half's kind of weak. Um, is the episode where uh, they're trying to get away from the fifth graders, throwing them into the trash cans. Yeah. And they yeah. got to, like, sneak around the city. I always thought that was kind of cool.
0: I love that episode, too. I th- yeah, I
1: think I think the second one's not that great uh, from that pair. But I think those two are the ones that I, like, think about a lot and remember really liking.
0: No, no, you – you he isn't on my personal list, but you, you did – because I remember when we, wa- I got the DVDs and you wanted to see heat so bad. And I'll say this, I did because of you and you're coming on. I rewatched heat today, you know, cause it's sad. I don't know where they're going, but those Nicktoon shows in like a week are leaving Hulu. They you know? are. <laughs> you know. So I was like, I was kind of glad we agreed to do it like this week. I'm like, all right. But like, Hey Arnold, Rugrats, Doug, they're all leaving Hulu. I'm like, Oh, that sucks. We'll see where they wind up. But, um, heat and especially in today's climate but heat does hold up in a different way where i'm like it's kind of got that like do the right thing yeah a lot, you know, a lot of
1: like the protest stuff and tipping over the ice cream truck yeah. i'm right. like yeah, this is kind of uh this is kind of on the nose right
0: now yeah i'm like it really is close to home in a way i did not really think about when i see it i'm like you know no ice cream no pee i'm like this is this is do the right thing, but even I what mean the that, that that that
1: that's right. a thing where you know that might even be some nod to, um, sort of like the Pacific Northwest having a history of, um, protests and social justice and also anarchist stuff and, and things like that. I don't know if that's another Seattle connection there, um. But what yeah, mean? I mean that one. It's it's heat, but also the the episode the the kind of B side, uh, with the snow also I think is is a very good. Uh, half episode as well.
0: Snow's very good too. Snow is different. It's like a nice, it's like a Charlie. That one, if anyone one I think about like Charlie Brown. Snow kind of has like a Charlie Brown feel for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, for sure. You
0: know, uh, but but heat sticks out where it's one that I'm like, oh, on my personal list is not like the highest, but I give you credit. Um, I I I'll tell you what I've liked back then, but I, I rewatched it. You know, probably a few, because I love these shows. So I rewatch them frequently, especially even during the pandemic. Uh, And I look at also how real it was and like kind of gutsy to do it, but like it's called Mugged when Arnold gets mugged. Yeah. And I'm like, obviously it was, it's not, and I'm glad, you know, they couldn't have done it because Nickelodeon is not the most graphic, but like he gets mugged pretty, like he gets roughed up. He's not like cartoony. Or like that wouldn't happen. It's like, oh no, like that definitely could happen. Like, and that's pretty real. And he gets like thrown around and everything. And it's like the psychological effect it has on him. And then it's kind of like funny the training, like you know, his grandma puts him through. And then, then he kind of becomes like this weapon, and he's just like snapping at people. I really, I really liked Mug, and he gets the payback, which I like too. But
1: yeah, I mean that, that yeah, that's a that's a like a Kind of real thing that I don't know. That's that's a lot to I mean we don't know it at the time, but that's kind of a lot to expect kids to kind of like enjoy watching and like make an interesting episode about. But yeah, they they definitely did it. Uh what what are your other uh top ones? For me,
0: um this one I don't know with curly snaps. Oh yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that that's really that might be like maybe the one I laugh the most. Like uh, it, it, it's up there. Like I, I personally love it. Like Curly, because Curly's kind of a weird character.
1: Yeah, I mean he's in like like the fourth tier of people yeah. on that show. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's he, but he like sticks out. But like just him wanting to be ball monitor, and then like he doesn't get it, and then him just locking himself in Principal <laughs> Wart's. Just, and to me, that's that's like Pr- Principal Wart's is really funny character but that's one of his funny like highlights, like him and Mr. Simmons kind of going back and forth or like, like, you know, Mr. Simmons being on like sensitivity and warts being like, we're doing it my way. Yeah, we're a random cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just funny. And then what's it like resolve finally. And then, you know, Curly like walks out and then Mr. Warts grabs him and he's like, wait a minute, sensitivity. He's like, ha, I'll give you sensitivity. He's just <laughs> going. On. That one always stuck out to me. I like that one. And, um, I'll be honest, they they hit it. I don't, I don't know. It's not the because like they had the Harriet the Spy thing, so I don't know if that's like a pilot in a way. Like I don't know, but because that's one of the movie. But like them being downtown as fruits, I thought was a great, <laughs> such a great pilot, man. Like that's such a great way to like open the show. I was and I and that that kind of set the tone more than the Harriet the Spy was like interesting, right? Like I'm crazy. It's like oh, this is different. Downtown as fruits to me really set the tone of what was to come with like that show. Yeah. And then like really referencing like that they're like they're dealing with like drug dealers, you know, <laughs> like you don't know but like as a kid, but like that's what they're really talking about. Like that's drug money like they got and you know, all that and then they're running from, you know, these 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 uh these criminals on the street and getting back to getting back to the the play that Helga wrote. And um, I think, honestly, the episode also with uh, Eugene, when, you know, messes up Eugene's bike and then Arnold's trying to make, like, a special day for him.
1: And, uh, everything still goes wrong.
0: Everything still goes wrong. Everything still goes wrong. And, and I thought it was great because this episode happens way later where another bad thing happens to Eugene and then Eugene starts calling Arnold the jinx. Yeah. And then it flipped, and I'm like and I'm I remember even thinking back then, I'm like, Is Arnold really the Jake somehow? Like maybe <laughs> maybe all the bad things keep happening to Eugene 'cause of Arnold in a way. Like have you gotta think and I always like that. Um so th- those are just some, you know, that I that really stick out a lot. Like I think that's why I give it I don't know of any other show for Nick. I can I can think of one other cartoon in that era that I can name so many moments and episodes. And it's not a Nick show, it's Recess. Yeah. Like, so that's that's where I have to, like, kind of... Doug has a good amount, but, I mean, Hey Arnold has so many... And, and Recess is up there for me, too. So that's why, I like... I don't know, I, I think Hey Arnold is, like... For me, if there's a March Madness bracket for 90s Nicktoons, it, it, Hey Arnold's gonna win.
1: Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'm 100% with you there.
0: And you kind of, but I just want to see for those, because we, we do on here like the John Raphael Award after the character on Parks and Rec. So they're, they're not on, they're not a main star, but like they're on sparingly. But when they're on, they just kind of kill it. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, put you on the spot, is there, do you, who's like, who would win the John Raphael Award for you for, for Hey Arnold?
1: So you're saying a character who's not on all the time, but on some of the time, and they kill it.
0: Mm hmm.
1: That's a good question. Um,
0: hmm. Who would you say? For me, it, it starts with, I would say Oscar. And I, for me, I kind of feel like it's Oscar and I'll be honest, Coach Wittenberg. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think that I don't know. I kind of I enjoy the the grandma popping in and doing some wacky shit. Yeah, <laughs> just like for like half a second. I don't know. So, no, she
0: is. She she does. She it is 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 she not? Because I feel like the grandpop is more main than she is. You know. Yeah. Um, but for for me. I, I didn't know until later that that's Jim Belushi doing Coach Wittenberg, but Coach Wittenberg and always trying to give the motivational talks and, like, butchering it. and But, like, his episodes are, like, hilarious. Like, I, I forget who told him, but when they said, like, you have to use psychology, and he kept saying psychocology. He kept saying <laughs> that the whole episode. Psychocology. Or even, like, the synchronized swimming. Yeah. And getting them to win that. Like, I don't know. Coach Wittenberg is, is, is great. I love some Coach Wittenberg.
1: I mean, like, you think about just the the roster's like, what? Like 30 V for something like that?
0: Probably. Probably. Because even, like, Mr. Green. Yeah. um, You know, you he, he got, like, you he he can name, like, Olga Pataki. You even go, like, Lila. You know, Rhonda you know, Sheena, all those, you know, Phoebe, I love some Phoebe.
1: And these are like characters who have had at least a couple episodes and like are fleshed out and like have lines and other episodes are not just like background people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, good supporting Harold and the episode with Harold and the bar mitzvah and like, you know, bringing in like the cultural, like the religious aspect to it. It's, it's, yeah. There's a lot of characters you can you can really, really name here. It's, you know, like you said, Wolfgang, uh, you know, the fifth graders, uh, even good old Torvald. <laughs> He's on a couple. So it is, you can name, it's 30 deep. It, it, and yes, kudos to Craig Bartlett and all those writers because they really, you know, you always hear like you got to make, make, you're creating a world, but they really created a world on Hey Arnold.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, I mean, they really did, like, and it has, you know, kind of, like, everyone has a kind of, like, mental model of what, like, that city is, and, like, you know, there's a school, and, like, the vacant lot where they play sports and stuff like that, and there's, like, locations that, you like, you remember, and shops and things like that. It's not just, yeah. like, some, you know, usually, most shows, it's just the guy's house, and, like, maybe someone else's house, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, no, true, true, or, or it's just one spot, you know, uh. I love recess, but recess was the classroom, the playground. Yeah. And you had a couple other moments, but, like, classroom, playground. Here, it was, like, it was all over. It was you know, Arnold's, Arnold's room and the house was the main. But you had that. You, you had school to play around the vacant lot. You had Mr. Green's store. You, you know, you had all these different. Helga's house, you know, Gerald's house. It, it was a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: You went all around. You got to know that city. So, it's pretty cool. The subway. The bus, yeah, um, it, it was a lot. So I, 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 have to agree. But Ross, this was a, uh, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to talk about the great Hey Arnold, man. Ah, oh, is a pleasure
1: being here, man. Uh, always love talking about uh, possibly the finest cartoon of
0: that era. I think so, and I, I wonder. You know, we'll put it on Twitter what people say, but uh, if they want to debate it, but. I, you know, to me, there's a lot like if someone said, Doug, I, I don't knock it. I don't I don't knock rugrats. This, 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 that's what makes that a special time. It, it, there's a lot of cartoons you could throw out there. People say Rocco. We haven't we really talked about Rocco. Talk about a weird show. Rocco's Modern Life is is a weird one. So pe- people love some Rocco's Modern Life.
1: Yeah, I mean, Roc- Rocco, I think, has, has aged pretty well. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's quite the body of work there, um, but I'd have to i have to crunch some numbers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what you're that's what you known for, man, crunching those numbers. But <laughs> nah, man, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on. And everyone, please write us, follow us on Twitter at at set underscore binge. And you can find us anywhere you listen to a podcast. So for Ross, I'm.